0: Hi, y'all. This is Julia Paganelli-Marine from b Presents. I'm here in the KUAF Listening Lab, and I'm here with Megan Blankenship. Megan, welcome. Hey, thank you. So, Megan, you grew up in Arkansas. Will you tell us a little bit about uh, your hometown where you grew up? The town's name
1: is Calico Rock, but where I was a child and had most of my formative memories was a little community called Gorby where my grandparents lived. There was a creek called Piney Creek, and that was the big creek, and then the little creek was called Bailey Branch, and Bailey Branch ran right by my house. There was a town, but I grew up in the woods.
0: Hmm. So many of your poems that I've seen are grounded in this sense of nature and what's wild and what can't be controlled. That feels right. Yeah, that's something I love about your work.
1: Thank you. Would you go ahead and read your
0: poem to us?
1: Yes. This poem, which is yeah you know, ever in draft, um, it's called Sunday Morning. There's talk of shooting dogs this morning. Air pellets for ones too rough with lambs. Something worse for wild hogs. If you find a carcass in a creek bed, check for hooves before you start to fret. Mother boils beans by the bucket full. Everybody and the preacher will come for lunch, a pack of babies tearing through the house. For every fire, a hundred oaks, for every oak, a hundred squirrels, by which I mean we're doing fine. Yet for all the time I can remember, the end's been nigh. We've laid in bullets and batteries, sugar and salt, for a judgment never far away. Communism, rapture, a flood like 82. I don't like to go to church, but for
0: my mother's sake, I do. Hmm. There are so many great lines in this poem. A pack of babies is my favorite.
1: I mean, they move in packs. They are powerful. (laughs) The, The babies are relatively new in my family, but now they are big enough to, you know, exert a lot of force in a small space like a living room. So that's how it feels. That's
0: incredible. Why did you say this poem is always in draft form? Well, it's pretty
1: new, and I'm always, like, reaching towards the sonnet, and I feel like kind of falling a little short. I want every poem I write is pretty much the same shape, um, same length, and I always want it to feel like, you know, like a good sonnet feels like a journey, and like a you can chew on it, and you've had an experience, and then maybe even you've learned something, so I'm not saying that this poem won't grow I'm kind of hoping it will grow a little bit and have a little bit
0: more heft I'm glad you brought up the sonnet because whenever I read this poem I immediately counted the lines because it felt sonnety to me how many does it have it's it probably doesn't have 14 <laughs> no it's longer oh really okay it's longer than 14 yeah but that was my immediate inclination to be like oh is this a sonnet I mean it's hard to resist a rhyming couplet at the end yeah I don't like to go to church, but for my mother's (laughs) sake, I do. One of the things that I really like about that last couplet is it makes me think about, wait, how old is the speaker? Just because it feels very daughterly, feels very dutiful in a way that feels young to me in the poem.
1: What an interesting observation. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Yeah, I would totally say that that is... I don't know, you know, when you go back to your parents' house you you take on your like ten or fifteen years younger self and you're like, Well, I better do the right thing. I better behave.
0: Yeah, it doesn't it doesn't quite matter what you'd like.
1: I mean, that's how it feels. Is it true? Who knows?
0: What foods are usually made for this
1: kind of lunch? Well, to be honest, beans are a little humble for Sunday lunch. You know, I mean, I, it's a it's a humble place. It's a humble atmosphere that I'm writing about. But Sunday lunch is a big production. Chili is a little is like you may maybe a step up from beans. So a, a chili Sunday lunch would be, you know, about about right. But my mom makes lunch every single Sunday for my whole innermost circle of my family, which is a lot of people now that everybody's having babies, and so it's a huge effort. And it usually is not just beans, but like some kind of main dish. Several vegetables, bread. They don't make sweet tea anymore because, you know, nobody's trying to eat that much sugar anymore. But, you know, it's it's
0: a big production. One of the things I like about this poem is it's balancing this image of there's bounty, but it's like also it's it's bounty because we're making it bounty in a different perspective. It might be that there's just enough. There's a generosity here. And it's also in opposition to everything outside. We've laid in bullets and batteries, sugar and salt for a judgment never far away. Communism rapture a flood like 82. I mean, to me, I think what I
1: was trying to express is like, you know, why why are we so afraid what are you know why are we so distrustful of the Mm -hmm. government you know i have a lot of thoughts about all that now but like what are we so worried about because everything feels so immensely bountiful like you know so much family so much food so much like love and support and merriment but there's these there are these scary things out on the edges that we have to be ready for
0: and vigilant about Right I think these fears later in the poem, like I just said, communism, rapture, a flood, like 82, those are fears that are not tangible. It seems those fears seem unreasonable in the poem, and the the speaker seems to think that as well. But then in the beginning of the poem, there's this really very real sense of violence, shooting dogs <laughs> Uh, something worse for wild hogs. If you find a carcass in a creek bed, check for hooves before you start to fret. There is this real sense. There is a real threat in the poem, but it seems to be closer and more intimate than these big, far away, unreasonable threats.
1: Yeah, totally. I'm not sure exactly what the relationship is. To me, it kind of hinges around food, you know? It doesn't. It, you know, whatever big disaster may come out there in the wider world, you want to make sure you and your family have enough to eat. And that's why you want to protect your lambs, um, keep the wild hogs at bay, and why you arm yourself. You know, people. some people arm themselves for, like, this future possibility of, of danger coming to their home. But where I grew up, people were armed for that and also for... You know, if something shows up and starts killing your livestock, and that's a manageable threat, but I think that they're related in the mind. Hmm. Because they
0: threaten your food supply. (laughs) They threaten your food supply and they threaten, or that you think they threaten your family. Yeah, exactly. If this poem had a question, what do you think the question of this poem would be?
1: Should I worry? Maybe. Or can I relax for a little bit?
0: Hmm. Yeah, maybe I don't have to live in defense of this life.
1: Yeah, maybe I can enjoy what I have built. And by I, I mean like an entire community and generations of people.
0: Mm -hmm. Megan, if you were going to recommend a poem or a book of poems for our audience to read, what would you recommend?
1: Well, what I would recommend right now is this chat book by Nicole Brown called To Those Who Were Our First Gods, and it won the Rattle Chat Book Prize a few years ago. Um, speaking of wildness and animals, just spoiler alert, our first gods that she's talking about in the title are animals. Mm. Um, and there is a lot of ruthless, incredible stuff just about humans and our relationship with animals in there. So...
0: Megan, thank you for joining me on the podcast today. It's been such a pleasure. Thanks for having me. It's been really fun. This has been b Presents, Megan Blankenship, a project of b Arkansas and KUAF Public Radio. I'm your host and the creator of b Arkansas, a community writing experience for writers of all levels in Northwest Arkansas. B-Balm Presents is directed and filmed in the listening lab by Emerson Alexander. Our show is produced by Micah Poor. You can stream our series at listeninglabkuaf.com or download episodes wherever you get your podcasts. Special thanks to Avery Martin for permission to use their song, Peach Pretender. It's a sneak peek from their unreleased EP by Avery Lee and the Sweeties, dropping in spring 2024. You can find out more about Bee Arkansas at beebalmarkansas.com or by following us on Instagram. Listener, thank you for joining us.